It's All Things Considered. I'm Dave Lawrence, and... What we have in mind is breakfast in bed for 400000 Today we're talking with the guy who said those remarks famously at Woodstock 69, Hugh Romney to some, wavy gravy to many more folks. He's coming to Hawaii, part of a benefit concert with Jackson Brown, Joan Baez, among performers at the MAC coming up on Saturday. Benefit for the Saba Foundation's Blindness Prevention Programs, also a night honoring legendary figure Ram Das, who lives on the Valley Isle. Aloha, Wavy. Dave Lawrence, Hawaii Public Aloha, Radio. David. I grew up with you, courtesy of my mom's Woodstock albums, with you doing those famous stage announcements, and of course, countless others have their own introductions to you, the film itself. You were there, too, at, at Woodstock 94, as I recall. I survived three Woodstocks. The first one <laughs> made me famous, and the second two got me paid. Right. <laughs> and that breakfast in bed announcement was quite spontaneous, although it was picked by Entertainment Weekly as one of the top entertainment lines of the 20th century. What we were actually doing was getting granola that we put in Dixie cups to give to people who were enmeshed in mud in their sleeping bags (laughs) in the front of the stage. That's what actually the breakfast consisted of. Hippies had never seen granola before. What is this, gravel? And you started a whole movement because now everybody associates granola with hippies. Amazing. The granola manufacturers the world owe us an enormous debt. Well, it's wonderful to get to finally connect with you, and you've got quite a story. First, explain for folks who are curious about this benefit. Seva, spelled S-E-V-A, but it's pronounced Seva, is a Sanskrit word that means service to humankind. We work in curable and preventable blindness, as 80% of the blindness in the world is reversible. And for 50 bucks, people can get their sight restored through cataract surgery. And we have performed over 4 million cataract surgeries in the 40 years that I'm very, very proud of this. We started in Nepal and India, then branched out, and now we're in, God, 20 countries. Is that the primary function of the Seva Foundation? is dealing with blindness? It is. We used to do other things, but we decided to focus on one thing and do it well. 38 million blind in the world, and the number one cause of blindness is cataract. We're even doing stuff in the United States and on Indian reservations, not only doing cataract surgeries, but doing all kinds of optical things and getting glasses to the people. What made you so passionate about this? When we first started, A bunch of the docs and the health workers who worked on the eradication of smallpox. A friend of mine that worked on smallpox is a guy named Dr. Larry Brilliant. Larry's returned to the University of Michigan where he was teaching public health. And his boss, an amazing woman named Nicole Grasset, said, Larry, we must do something about blindness. Because once again, 80% of the people in the world that are blind don't need to be. And if you're blind in the third world, you're referred to as a mouth without hands. And we got our first grant from Steve Jobs, who flew everybody to Heartlands, Michigan, including myself and Ramdas and Larry and a bunch of the health workers and epidemiologists. And we had a carte blanche to go into Nepal. So it was my job to attempt to get the Grateful Dead to do a benefit for Seva. So I started with the drummers and got them to agree. And Jerry said, might as well do it. And that was the birth of the first Seva show. And I must have done 50 by now. Ramdas, whenever we needed money for years and years, he would do another speaking tour and raise great sums of money for Seva to continue. Now, He's about 85 years old and somewhat in a wheelchair. 
and does not leave the island of Maui. So we wanted to honor him, and he picked the artists, Jackson Brown, Joan Baez, and Krishna Das. And I'm going to host the show, and it's going to be at the Maui Art and Cultural Center, which we call lovingly the MAC. Right. And it's a sold-out show. That's a great cause to be supporting, and certainly from a cat like yourself who has this history that goes uh, really far back. Which came first, B.B. King naming you Wavy Gravy or the Merry Pranksters? And also explain that story of B.B. giving you this name that's lasted so long. Certainly. The Pranksters very much first. Now, let us segue to uh, Louisville, Texas. We had set up a free stage for the Texas Pop Festival. We're like putting on, let's hear it for Cougar Drummer number six or whatever. And suddenly this announcement comes over the PA. B.B. King is here with his bus. He's going to play for free. Wow. Could we please clear the stage? And I'm getting up real slow, and I feel this hand on my shoulder. And I look up, and there's B.B. King. And he looks down at me, and I don't know why he said He says, you wavy gravy. I said, yes, sir. He said, well, wavy gravy, I can work around you. (laughs) He leans me up against his amplifier, takes out his guitar named Lucille, and from out of the wings on the other side comes Johnny Winter. And the two of them jammed until sunrise. How did you personally end up there at Woodstock? Interesting. My wife and I, we were given a mountaintop rent-free if we would tend to 40 hogs the size of Davenport. (laughs) On Saturdays, we took our light show and me and a microphone to the Shrine Auditorium where we would do a light show and energy games for the Rolling Stones and the Grateful Dead and the Airplane and Cream and all the major bands. We have a thing called Hog Farm Sunday. Yes, they call us the Hog Farm because we were a hog farm. And then on Christmas, our mechanics in the family bought us a bus, and we grooved it out. And next thing you know, we were extras in a movie for Otto Preminger called Skidoo. Carol Channing and Jackie Gleason and Groucho Marx. And we were able to get our bus and add another bus to it and start on the road putting on the Hog Farm and Friends and Open Celebration, driving across the country and very much against the war in Vietnam. Now, as we're driving across the country, we got traced out by the people that were putting on the Woodstock Festival. That's where we got the call, and we were flown in, 85 of us and 15 Native Americans, into Kennedy. And we thought we'd arrange with the promoters to do a free kitchen. But when we got off the aircraft, there's the world press with their cameras whirling and clean lights blazing. And this reporter says, oh, you guys are the hog farm. You're doing the security. I said, my God, they made us the cops. I said, well, uh, do you feel secure? The guy said, yeah. I said, well, see, it's working already. Ended up in White Lake, Bethel, and Woodstock. And how I got chosen to do those stage announcements is the stage was built by this guy named Chip Monk. And he was a lighting and sound genius who also used to set me up every now and then as I read my poetry or later did stand-up in the coffee houses of Greenwich Village. So he knew that I could get on a microphone. And we also set up a situation where if people were having trouble with their psychotropics, we could help them out. 
otherwise known as the trip tent. I remember when the first freak out came out, and he's going, Miami Beach, 1944, Joyce. <laughs> I said, what's your name, man? He says, Joyce. I said, no, what's your name? <laughs> Bob. I said, guess what, Bob? I said, you're taking a little acid. He's going to wear off. He said, thank you. But three hours later, he's ready to go back and rock and roll. We said, hold it. You see that sister coming through the door with her toes and her nose? That was you uh, three hours ago. Now you're the doctor. Take over. And in that way, the scene regenerated itself, just like the free kitchen. And everybody took turns. And that was the magic of Woodstock. Also the magic of getting people to give back. And you did it in such a way. And another incongruous element to your life is that when you were young, you had volunteered for the Army. Ah, my God, you have done your research. Yeah, I was about to uh, graduate from high school. I had no way to figure out how to get to college when my advisor said, look, they're going to be cutting off the Korean GI Bill in one week. So I jogged down to the Army place and jumped in. I actually uh, ended up painting a lot of murals and decorating day rooms and mess halls. And I managed to clean my brush on my uniform until it was every color but khaki. I'm walking across the base <laughs> in Fort Dix, and this general pulls up in his car and says, What army are you in, soldier? <laughs> you, sir. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was hilarious. Lots of great stories today. Wavy Gravy, Woodstock legend, Valley Isle MC, Saturday at the Mac. Big benefit for the Save a Foundation. Thanks so much for being on ATC with us today, Wavy. Be safe. Mahalo. This is Wavy Gravy, hippie icon, flower geezer, and temple of accumulated error, and you're listening to my good friend, Mr. David Lawrence. My name is Hugh Romney. I'm with the Hog Farm, and I'm working on a scene. Some people call it fun trips. A half an hour... After we release anybody from our section, we turn them into doctors and they care for people that were tripping like they were when they came in. <laughs>